Great. So we've got Sam, got Sam with us this morning. Sam and Dylan are here. Sam's going to come and uh, speak to us on James chapter 4. Uh, great. So I might just ask you to come up, Sam. Do you want, uh, do you want, Andrew suggested it'd be good, quite good to hear as well about your new, new single that's coming out. Do you want to mention that as a, as a little start? Um, yeah. Hello, everybody. Um, perhaps I can say about that at the end. Yeah, sure. Fine. Great. That's it. That's it. it works for you. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Hello, everybody. Um, if we haven't met, my name is Sam Lindo James. Um, I actually first came to Hope about 13 years ago um, when I first was exploring faith um, and I first became a Christian. Um, and since then, I've moved to London and come back and lived in community and married Dylan. Um, and yeah, it's been an absolute joy to to kind of be be kind of back among you. I've kind of kept in touch and turned up at various Tuesday mornings and um, with freedom prayer. So um, yes, I am a um, a musician, a singer, and as Chris was just saying, um, I'm a teacher as well. Um, and I live at Hope Rise, which is the um, new Bristol Housing Festival development, and I'm a community builder there. So Andrew has asked me to speak on James 14, uh, no, 4, sorry, verses 1 to 4, and reflect on it in the context of my life as a musician and a community builder. So I'm firstly just going to read the passage for us. Drawing close to God. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. You adulterers. Don't you realise that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think that the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate about the spirit he has placed within us, should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honour. And don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. 
If you criticize and judge each other, then you are criticizing and judging God's law. But your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. God alone who gave the law is the judge, and he alone has the power to save or destroy. So what right do you have to judge your neighbor? So, yes, the passage, I think, can be read as being about humility, about what our motivations are and and non-judgment there at the end. Um, But it starts with these two rhetorical questions. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires that wage war within you? So what struck me when I was reading uh, was something about desire. So what I'm going to offer is uh, my small reflection on desire and what happens um, when we get our desires in order and how God can use that to for us to collaborate with his spirit. So yeah, we're going to pause first. And as someone that maybe ranks quite high on the desire spectrum, I, I relate I relate to this passage and some of the kind of quite tense bits in it as well. So let's pause maybe for 20 seconds. And if you can think um, and kind of become aware of your desires, what are your desires in life? Just pause. First of all, I wanted to to kind of just say that I don't think, from my perspective, desire well, desires are a natural, very human thing, aren't they? Um, They're a fundamental part of, of being alive, and they're not. They're not always bad. When I think of the word desire, the first verse really that comes to me is delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I'm going to talk about, really for me, the desire to, to be an artist and a musician and, and as that's what I'm doing with a lot of my time. And I think for me that's relevant at the moment and it's also my oldest desire. I have, um, yeah, I've loved singing, performing, expressing since I was a very small child. And I think I can, I can kind of trace it back to really early childhood memories and also being part of performances. I was, I was a, in a school play, I think I was about eight or nine. I was one of the lead parts. And I just remember it as one of the, happiest times of my life where there was community people working together for a purpose and it was fun and uh, and we were expressing ourselves and there was a real beauty in that live performance element and I think for me that was a time when my family was separating and this was a, a space of um, where I was thriving and where I was seen and where it was so joyful So I think for me, that was a really formative experience. And yet this this deep desire that's run through my life, in a way, 
has led me to God in really unexpected ways because it's sometimes these formative desires which are can be frustrated which lead us to God in my situation and I suppose in in kind of my family situation where at that time maybe there was lack of stability and affirmation and maybe some inherited shame it made me particularly vulnerable to um to lies and words of discouragement and in a worldly sense that didn't set me up in the best way to achieve my desires because actually the the performing arts industries are basically based on rejection (laughs) it's so hard and if you don't have that foundational knowledge of your worth and who you are it's really really hard so this and you know a number of other things in a way, I was strangely lucky that this brought me to my end, the end of myself at a relatively early stage in my life. And I remember being in a situation, there was various things happening, but calling out to God, calling out to God. And I didn't even know Jesus really then, but he came, became so present to me. And that, that early intimacy, that deep intimacy early on in my faith journey has been such a gift um, in my life and a joy that um, really has overtaken any other desire, that desire for intimacy and that that natural human desire for intimacy with God is, is the deepest level of truth and that almost meets the needs under all of our other desires. So prioritizing this desire enables us to truly collaborate with God. It's, I suppose, making that intimacy the number one desire. It brings all of our other desires into alignment underneath that. And also it fans into flames other desires in us that are part of our DNA and and part of what God's doing in us. For example, you know, as well as my desire to perform and express, I also, God found into flame a desire for community and a desire for my own healing and the healing of others and a desire for justice. Um, Yeah, for justice with the land and just a yeah real heart for justice and those weirdly can probably be traced back to my wounds as well but intimacy with God then transforms our wounds into into godly desires and so I suppose in my walk as these desires came together and and um were integrated in in um my desire to perform it has led me um, to, in that desire being fulfilled in completely different ways um, than I, the world, I could have predicted doing it in a worldly sense or just kind of having a desire to perform and, and doing it kind of by the book. And I'm so grateful how God has, has used that um, and just some examples. So 
through following and prioritising my desire for community, I moved into um, a community called Whitcourt and I lived there for about three years. And there was about th various numbers of us at <laughs> various times, but um, prioritising healing and, and vulnerable relationships and creativity. I ended up writing an album there and God brought people for me to collaborate and I put on festivals and I ended up talking about how I wrote my album within community at TEDx in Bristol. And I got to share that message of community um, and vulnerability with thousands of people. Um, my last single, Underside, was written for my friend uh, who was recovering from CPTSD. And I really related to her journey. And I ended up um, last year launching it at Rough Trade um, and collaborated with a charity called Time to Change, which is about destigmatizing mental health, and started a podcast and shared her story of recovery and healing um, with loads of people as well. And another song, Lips, um, is about climate justice. Um, and that kind of passion for justice is, is kind of infused in my music and I've and God's given me a chance to be prophetic and to sing at actions, um, direct actions. For example, outside the Synod, the Church of England Synod, when they changed their uh, carbon, zero carbon uh, target from 2050 to 2030. Um, and being part of various events this summer, around racial justice and singing at um, Azariah Franz Williams' book launch, um, Ghost Ship Institutional Racism in the Church of England. God allow, kind of allowed my music to be part of my speaking his, his truth and, and being prophetic. And I don't think I ever would have done that had I been able to, in a worldly sense, fulfil my desires in an easy way without coming to him. So I'm so thankful for all of that. Um, because when our, yeah, when our motives are wrong, this is when our kind of, these desires can be evil. They can be disconnected from God. But what makes these desires evil. I feel like fear uh, is the thing that disconnects us from God. It, it allows us, to, it, it kind of makes us shrink back from him. And interestingly, when Andrew asked me to speak on this, I was in a place in January where I was not in a good place at all, particularly in this area of life, because COVID for musicians has been just really, really difficult. And I think that little part of me, um, that wounded part of me, felt really scared about it and, re and kind of really shamed and had gone into trying in my own to make it work and, and looking at the world and thinking, oh, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, I'm not streaming in that way. I, and just went into complete fear and independence. And I suppose the adult part of me was like, COVID's hard for everyone, but this you know, the, the the vulnerable part of me that just desires that so much was just really scared and hurt. And this ended up 
with me being in a place of actually like it said, like it, like James described in that first this bit of the pat- passage. It was like where it says, "You don't you want you want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it." So through my own strategizing and and almost jealousy. I mean, Instagram is like built on jealousy when you're comparing each other and thinking, "I'm not doing that," or, and just feeling completely overwhelmed. This what James describes in the passage is actually what a bit like what my internal world was like, and by the time. Andrew text emailed I was just like I felt almost like it was a bit of a cruel joke I was like what I I didn't get back to him for ages I was like oh please anything else let me speak on anything else but I don't want to speak about this right now because it hurts and I read the passage and I was like oh ouch but through that God was bringing me back to him and highlighting what was going on in me He says, wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. And then James goes on to say, humble yourselves before God. So how do we get back to collaborating with the spirit? We humble ourselves before God. And I think for me, that looks like just giving up, giving up and getting back to that place where I'm calling out usually in the middle of the night and saying I don't care about anything else I just want to be with you be with me please just be with me I just want you Um, and getting back to that base desire from which all else can flow and James says let there be tears for what you've done let there be sorrow and deep grief let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy that's almost like the opposite of the Isaiah passage but actually that means facing what facing what we're doing facing what we've done and feeling it and giving that all to God with our desires and with our, our feelings, God, the relationship between us is a, is a wide open space and we can tell him anything. All of our desires, all of our sorrows, he can take it all, which means we don't have to suppress anything. So we're free to make active choices and to not have to suppress our sorrows and suppress our desires so that we can actually become healthily aligned with him, aware of everything that's going on within us. So, yeah, January, there was a kind of point, I remember, a night where that kind of just broke and I felt myself almost come back into his arms in a really physical way. Well, this part of myself anyway, I think there's different parts of ourselves and other parts of life that are really different, but this part. And just to close... um, what happened after that, particularly with the, the single I've just released, is quite amazing. Um, as we come back to collaborating, it's like in marriage when we realise we've been doing our own thing and have, had our own agenda and come back and be like, oh, actually, I'm, I'm sorry. And you're getting on the same page again. The, the energy of the relationship then um, almost ignites again and something happens and you're riding the wave of, the, the energy created in your relationship. And it's like that in God. And 
I did an art, uh, a course called The Artist's Way for songwriters, and it's not a Christian thing, but it's it's by a woman called Julia Cameron, and it's based on the Twelve Steps. And it was honestly like God finding me, finding the ways that He needed to connect with that little part of me again, and talking to me in a way that I, was completely unexpected. And one of the things in this course was. Um, with progressing with anything in, in, in the artistic realm with kind of um, promoting yourself or pushing forward. You shake the tree and you think you might get um, apples, but oranges drop down and all you have to do is shake the tree. So with God, um, with being an artist, all you have to do is do what you can do and then you give the rest up to God. And last few weeks ago, as I was preparing to release my single, um, I was wanting to share it with some radio stations and I just didn't really know what to do. And after this course, I had three thoughts and I was like, okay, I'll just message that person, I'll text that person and I'll email that person. And I, I couldn't think of anything else to do, but I knew I wanted, I'd love my single to be on certain radio stations. Anyway, that afternoon, I just did that I kind of followed the lead of what I thought I thought God was saying. And with that that afternoon got back that I was being um the featured artist on BBC uh introducing in the West and I was doing a full feature on um BBC Radio Bristol and a live session on Smurfern, which is all the things that I really desired to do. And it was three texts, boom. And I think God's just saying, remember, remember, come back to me. Come back to your desire, your fundamental desire for intimacy in me alone. And then show me what, show me your heart. Delight in me. And I, I will, I will honor you. He says, humble your, James says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. So that's my message, really, is that by coming back to our fundamental desire for intimacy with God and by showing him all of our other desires and asking and trusting, we can be used in, 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 in unimaginable ways which aren't playing by the world's game, aren't playing by the world's rules. Um, we're in the world and we're still doing those things, but we're doing it in a completely different way. And we're helping manifest his kingdom. Um, that's it. Amen. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. That's awesome. Really cool. Thank you. Um, that's great. So rich. So rich. I love that. Isn't that, doesn't, doesn't that make you go, wow, God is so good. Uh, you know what Sam said about even our desires that maybe are, we recognize are corrupt or broken or, or, or unhealthy. You talk about actually God, as we give those to him, he, he changes them and he shapes them and actually turns them into healthy desires that are maybe part of our design, part of our destiny. And isn't that, isn't that kind that even, even the things that, wind us up that we think can't be from God. He, 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 he gently shapes them and reorders them.
I love that. Thanks so much. Um, I wonder if we, I think an appropriate way to pray, and I felt really released as, as Sam was opening that up, um, to recognize our own desires. And I wonder um, if you, if particular things came into your consciousness as Sam was doing that at the beginning. I think, uh, you know, as with Sam's story, a lot of this is the walking out of daily love. Um, but then what we do as we pray is we, is we are, I guess we're slightly accelerating that stuff or we're, or we're having a moment when we, when we recognize together with God, uh, yes, let's, let's address this now. And um, so a great way, you know, for us all to pray would be to take away what, what are our desires that we recognize that, that came up in that time then or maybe you want to spend some more time saying, Holy Spirit revealed to me what my desires are. And then we can, in prayer, we can offer those to God, can't we? We can say, I've got this desire. Um, I don't know what it is. Um, uh, I, I talked about uh, my, our family church on Friday was a bit of a disaster because of me. And I, but, and I think the desire in it was my desire for my children and my family to really connect with God together. And I've been emotional as I'm saying it. It's a real, it's a, it's a, it's a passionate desire, but I probably executed it. I probably tried to fulfill it in a bit of an old nature way. It's not looking the way I expect this to look. So I'm going to try and steer it in a different, particular direction. And, and, um, and it didn't go so well. But, um, but the, that, you know, that desire for our, our family to thrive and to connect with God together is recognize that as being a good, you know, God desire. So, so that's a great way for, we, can, we can go away and we can pray, can't we, following this. You might want to do that in your homes now. Uh, you might want to join us on Zoom and share that with some other people. Uh, we'll get into some breakout rooms and share that way. And, and take, our, take our desires, submit them to God, and uh, yeah, move forward into greater freedom, greater fruitfulness. Let's do that. Great, so we'll finish our live stream there. And I'll put the, uh, the Zoom in again if you'd like to join us uh, in Zoom. Uh, that'd be great as well.